Hello, guys, and thank you for listening and watching another episode of Live Free Podcast, where this is where we talk about living that life of freedom, rest, and expansion in Christ Jesus. And as you can see from the thumbnail, we're going to be speaking on Deliverance 101, whom the Son has made free is truly free indeed. So today, God has wanted me to come in and to begin to minister to you guys the deliverance. We know that deliverance is of God. It is the children's bread in spite of what the world may think. Deliverance is for today. It is for Christians. It is for the children of God. So with that being said, let's get into it. Today, we're going to be speaking on deliverance and we're not going to get really intricate, intricate with it, but we're going to just go across and just kind of um, go through some bullet points that the Holy Spirit has given me regarding deliverance and self-deliverance specifically, self-deliverance, because a lot of times we think that unless someone lay hands on us, unless somebody is praying with us, unless somebody else is casting out the demons that we cannot do self-deliverance, which is far from the truth. You have the Holy Spirit in you. So there's nothing wrong with you doing self-deliverance on yourself. Now, there's nothing wrong with someone laying hands on you that's anointed in that area that um, has full of the Spirit of God. There's nothing wrong with that either. But I'm here today for those of you that may feel like you are ashamed or you may feel like you can't talk to anyone. You may feel like the person in charge has to be the one to cast them out. But I'm here today to set the record straight that deliverance is the children's bread and the spirit of the Lord lives in you. You have the dunamis, which is the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit. The same power that raises Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of us. When we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we can cast the devil out no matter what type of demon it is. You have authority over the enemy and the enemy will love nothing more um, than to keep that from you uh, by way of fear. Oh, what's going to happen if I cast the demon out? Or if I, what's going to happen to me? Is it going to jump on me? Is it going to get me? You have the authority. The Bible says to cast out every demonic spirit because you are walking in the authority of Christ Jesus. It's not by your works. It's not within your own strength. So when you receive, and I'm talking about truly receive Jesus, okay, as Lord and Savior, that spirit of the Lord lives in you, okay? So we have to know that we have a helper, which is what the Bible calls the Holy Spirit, the comforter, he calls the Holy Spirit the helper. He is the revealer of secrets. He knows the mind of God. He is the mind of God. He is the wisdom of God. And he gives you the discernment to discern the good from evil, even at its subtlest form. So let's get into this. So let's just roughly go through deliverance. And I'm going to be at the end telling you some simple, very simplistic things that you can do to do self-deliverance on yourself. A lot of times people like to make this super deep and super spooky. God, that's not God. One word from God that you speak can destroy 80 years of cap captivity, 30 years of captivity, 10 years of captivity, two days of captivity. Okay? So just know that we do deliverance by way of prayer, but the enemy only recognizes your authority in Christ. You have to know 
that you walk in it, you have to know that it is your portion, it is your inheritance, and that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The word of God has to become flesh and dwell among you. It has to be in you. And you have to really know in your knower who you are in Christ. And the only way you're going to know that is by knowing that it is the perfect love of God that casts out all fear. Faith doesn't cast out fear. Knowing that you are loved perfectly by Jesus. When you know that you are loved by someone, let's flip it to the natural. Because sometimes we can't understand spiritual things. We have to flip it to the natural because people tend to relate to that a little bit better. Let's flip it. So if you know somebody loves you, they got your back, they'll do anything for you, no matter what, come or may, you call them at whatever time in the morning, whatever time at night, whatever time of the day, and they're going to drop everything and come for you and be there for you, even if it means y'all going to jail together. Even if, oh, come on, I'm, I'm trying to be relatable today. So even if it means whatever it takes, they got your back. Think how much more your daddy in heaven has your back. Think how much more power and authority that you would really walk in if you only knew what you, who you really are. See, this is the thing. This is the reason why the enemy fights you because he knows who you are. He knows better than we know sometimes, right? So this is why deliverance, knowing your authority in Christ, knowing who you are in Christ Jesus is paramount to casting out demons. Okay, so let's get into deliverance. Let's, let's, let's first start with Matthew 15 and 21. Matthew 15 and 21 through 28. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this is where Jesus went out and departed from the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from the region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. But he answered her not a word. Jesus kept it moving, right? Then his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That's the church. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread, that's the body of Christ, his people, and throw it to the little dogs. He's referring to this woman as a little dog. What does that mean? An unbeliever. God often referred to dogs as unbelievers. So he said, it's not right to take my children's bread and throw it to the little dogs, right? And then she answered and said, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs eat, eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Let's stop right there. We know that deliverance is our portion. It is yes and amen. The Bible says the promises of God are yes and amen. So you got to know even before you answer, he will call. Why? I mean, he, even before you call, he will answer. Why is that? It's because deliverance is our portion. Healing is our portion. By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. But it's by faith that we take hold of this. 
It's by the blood of Jesus that qualifies us to even stand in the presence of a holy God. It's by the blood of Yeshua. So when we look at deliverance, we have to know it is our portion. We have to know we have authority over the enemy. We can't run around bent over and letting the enemy beat us up left and right and using us as a doormat through other people because a lot of your warfare is going to come through other people. The enemy uses people. When God blesses you, he uses people. That's not the only thing that he uses, but for the most part, this is why you have to know and discern the spirit of the person that you are dealing with. Because unless you know that person by the spirit, you really don't know that person. It's either the spirit of light or the spirit of darkness. There's no in between. Whatever you're dealing with, this is why people have so many issues. Believers have so many issues on their jobs. Or when you're growing up as a child, you come under so much warfare and the enemy, you know, uh, tries to steal your virginity. He tries to put you with ungodly relationships and he tries to pull you off of the beaten path because he already knows that there's something about you that God is going to use to tear his kingdom down. So he will send an assignment on you from when you were five years old to keep you messed up until you're 50 years old. But the devil is a liar. Today is deliverance and deliverance is the, the children's bread. So we see this when we look at God showing us who we are, right? Luke 10 um, verses 18 through 20 reads, and he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, here he goes, verse 19, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So we know that the people that have authority over the devil, names are written in the books of heaven. That means they are really saved. When you're not really saved and you're trying to cast the devil out, you have an example of that as well in the Bible. When the seven sons of Sceva in the book of Acts, they tried to cast the devil out. And the demon said, Paul, I know. And Jesus, I know. But who are you? And those spirits overtook the man, beat him out of his clothes and beat him down and chased him down the street. So this is why the first step to receiving deliverance is salvation. The first step, which is what we've seen in the first uh, scriptures in Matthew 15 and 21, when she talked about her daughter was demon possessed. And he said, it's not good to give um, the children's bread to the little dogs. So we know the first step in receiving this um, um, portion of healing, which is deliverance, is receiving truly Jesus into your heart. Your heart um, has to, you have to truly receive him as Lord and Savior. Not just Lord, but Lord and Savior. What does this really mean? When an evil spirit, the Bible says, goes out of a person, we're going to talk about that. When the evil spirit goes out of a person, according to Matthew 12 and 43, it goes out seeking different places. Uh, it goes into dry places. And then it says, I'm going to return to my home from which I came. And we know that when he comes back and that the house is, 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 is clean and is swept in order, if the house is not filled with the Holy Spirit, 
he then goes in and brings seven spirits more wickeder than even he was. And the condition of that person is worse, 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 worse than what it was in the beginning. So we know that when a house is swept clean and put in order, meaning if you receive deliverance without receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when that spirit comes back, he's going to bring seven more in there, more wicked. So we have to know that we have truly been saved. We have truly been bought with the blood of Jesus and that it's not just lip service because, you know, God says their hearts are far from me. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. It's always a heart, a heart issue with God. It's always that motive, the reason why we do what we do. Okay, so it's not enough to say, just say, Lord, Lord, but you have to really know that you are living for Christ. And I want to say this. Demons, you cannot cast out a demon of lust if you have a demon of lust in you. So what God wants us to do is to truly be free indeed. And he wants to show us today how to do simple self-deliverance on ourselves in the privacy of our own homes. We don't have to wait for someone to lay hands on us. We don't have to wait for this, this event or conference. Deliverance is right within your mouth and it's within your heart. So let's talk about it. He gave me some basic but powerful attributes you need to possess to get the most deliverance as possible and keep your freedom. And you need to ask God to show you who you really are in the spirit realm. Ask him to show you what he really created you to be. Because um, I believe I told this back when I was doing my dreams, revelation of dreams and visions on one of my other videos. And I talked about a dream that I had that a man walked up to me, which was a demon, and he put a gun to my head and pulled the trigger, but the gun did not go off. And in the dream, I said to him, you do not have the authority to take my life. God was showing me in dreams, multiple dreams, my deliverance ministry. And he was showing me the authority that I had over the enemy. And needless to say that once he tried to do that and I told him he didn't have the authority, we'd start fighting and we went into a brawl. And that turned into an angel of the Lord coming and fighting with me. And it went into a whole thing. So finally I jumped in my car and I ran it smack over. And cars normally represent ministry and dreams. Not all the time, but sometimes it represents ministries. And God was showing me at that point that was my deliverance ministry, that I had authority over the enemy. So ask God to show you your authority, to show you who you are in the spirit realm, what he created you to be. Because that builds your faith and it builds your confidence. And it helps you to know that when you are dealing with the kingdom of darkness, not to fall back and not to walk in fear because God has not given us the spirit of fear. If we only knew who we really was in the spirit, who God really created us to be, we would, we would be amazing for the kingdom of God. Amazing. But we have to know it within ourselves. Nobody else can convince you. You have to know that God's word means exactly what it says. God's word has to be the final authority. It cannot, it has to trump your ideologies. It has to trump your opinions, your reason, your logic has to take a back seat when you're dealing with spiritual things. So there are um, basic but powerful attributes we need to possess to get the most deliverance. And I always say this, the more repentance, the deeper your repentance, the deeper the deeper your deliverance, the depth you're willing to go 
to really renounce, reject, and call out those things that you know secretly that you're dealing with, the more power, the more deliverance you have, the more authority you will walk in. So as we see that we know that this is our portion, deliverance is our portion. We see in 1 John 3 and 8 where Jesus, it says, he who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was, was manifested that he may destroy the works of the devil. Jesus manifested to destroy the works of the devil. So it is finished on the cross. What does that mean? That doesn't mean we still want have opposition and we still want war, have spiritual warfare. That doesn't mean that. It means that what he did on the cross breaks the power of sin. It breaks the power of the enemy from over our life. We, the authority is in your mouth. The authority is in your lifestyle. The authority is in self-control. So the first thing we want to talk about is repentance. We need to come to the end of ourselves and realize holding on to things, holding on to people and places that God has told us to let go of, repentance with godly sorrow right? We need to begin to repent for the things that we have allowed, even the sins of our ancestors, even the things that we unknowingly make covenant with. I think I was talking about this before when I was talking about the movie Black Panther, right? And I talked about how they were doing rituals and witchcraft in those movies. And when you look at the movie, you open yourself up to that witchcraft, right? So, we have to repent for even things we do knowingly and unknowingly. And sometimes the Holy Spirit will prompt you to say what that thing is, which that thing is that spirit. You need to say it. So we need to do repentance. And then um, that's going to be the depth of your deliverance, your repentance. Some people like to hold on to things or they have a spirit of perfection, which is also a demonic spirit, uh, a spirit that of uh, pride that tells us nothing is wrong with us. All of those things are contrary to what the kingdom of God says we are. The Bible says, humble yourself and God will exalt you. And pride comes before destruction. So, if it's contrary to the word of God, we need to renounce it. We need to repent. We need to forgive. That keeps a lot of the healing from coming forth. That keeps a lot of open doors for the enemy to wreak havoc in our life for unforgiveness. That keeps your prayers hindered. I did a teaching on that. Hindrances to prayers. Forgiveness is the main hindrance to prayers. It's not all of the hindrance to prayers, but it's the main one. Okay, so then uh, number two is obedience. Um, obedience. Um, forsake all. All means all. Movies, music, artifacts, altars, ideologies, die to self. People don't want to die to self. We don't want to give up our right to be right. We want to retaliate. We want to get somebody put together. We want to still have the worldly spirit and mentality you're not casting out no demon with that. You have to die to self. In order for deliverance to be effective, 
You have to die to self and allow the Holy Spirit to live through you, to transform you into the image of God. We go from glory to glory. And what you'll hear the Spirit saying in the person, the demonic spirit, ain't nobody perfect. Ain't nobody. Everybody got sin. Don't judge me. All that is is a spirit of compromise. It's a spirit of compromise. It's to keep you bound. Because why? Those spirits don't want to leave. They've been with you since you was a little kid, probably from the birth canal. Some spirits come in through the umbilical cord. And so it's going to always be contrary to the word of God. God says to humble yourself. What does that look like? That look like I submit to God and I resist the devil. He has to flee, but he doesn't have to flee if you don't submit to God's word. If God says humble yourself and you're standing in pride or you're standing in arrogance or you're standing in ideologies or opinions and debates, then the, the, the deliverance is not going to work. So you're going to do the deliverance and then still feel the same, right? So obedience, some movies you can't watch. Some, some, some people you can't hang with. Come on. You got to be okay with whatever God tells you to do in spite of how people feel about it. A lot of that bondage come through families. It come through children. It come through spouses. It come through parents and grandparents. Some grandparents have been witches, have dedicated their grandchildren to, I wasn't intended on going this way, but the Holy Spirit knows have dedicated their children to witch doctors or before they were born. They have dedicated, they dealt in witchcraft. This is why you have to even repent for the sins of your ancestors. Anything that you know, anything that you don't know. And then the things that we get ourselves into, right? Obedience. I want to join a sorority because I'm in college, but that goes against God. Those are deities and gods that, you're, that you are worshiping through sororities, through fraternities, through Freemasonry, all those things that you want to fit in with the world. But the Bible says, if you are friends with the world, you are enemy to God. All those things, before you join anything, before you do anything, before you hang a picture on your wall, you need to ask the Holy Spirit what he thinks about it. If you truly love God and you truly want what God wants for you, you would honor him by asking him first. But see, a lot of us know already sometimes know the answer to the question. So we ignore that part and we go past that. And as a result, our life is full of havoc. It's full of pain. It's full of disappointment. It's full of uh, broken relationships. It's full of all this foolery because we refuse to honor God and to put him first and ask him to guide our lives and to ask him what he thinks about an individual. What, Lord, what do you think about me joining this? Lord, what do you think about me doing yoga? What do you think about Halloween? What do you think about horoscopes? These are all the things that Christians are involved in. And then they wonder why they can't get free. They wonder why God has told you to leave a church. He has told you to leave a relationship. He has told you to leave um, certain things. But we refuse to do it because we're more joined to people, groups, organizations than we are to him. God can bless you without a man. He can bless you with a man. He doesn't need people to do anything, as you can see even with Jesus. Jesus didn't have no earthly father, but he was still born. God is amazing. And the thing about it is he knows everything about us. The Bible says that every word we speak, the angels are writing down. They see everything we do. Everything is written down. 
and we're going to give an account for our life. But I know that people think because they can't see nothing, because, you know, nothing is happening, because their life is still semi-okay, they still got a job, they still got money coming in, everything still look normal. I'm here to tell you, everything, you're going to be held accountable for everything that you do, even the words we speak, and even the thoughts. I'm not saying, I'm just saying this, guys, because we need to really understand that this is a spiritual God, a supernatural God that we serve. It's not anything in the flesh that you can see. And that's why it's called faith. Because at the end of the day, it's either you really believe it or you don't. It's a faith walk. So also, when we talk about obedience, we just have to die to self. And then let's go to the next one. Number three. Humility. Humility. We need to be humbled. That means recognizing that we have a need for God. We have to humble ourselves and know that we have a need for God. Without him, the Bible says he's divine. We are the branches. Now, apart from him, we can do nothing. When you are not connected to the vine, your judgment is off. Your relationships are off. Your money is funny. Everything is off. The enemy has direct access when you're not connected to the vine. What does the being connected look like? Consistent prayer life, reading of his word, understanding his ways and his thoughts, getting to know who created you and why you were created, walking with him in the cool of the day, talking to him as if he is really real because some people don't think he's real, but only on Sundays. Some people only think he's real when they go to heaven. But I'm here to tell you God is real and he will manifest himself to you through everything in this world. Creation speaks of his existence. If you haven't noticed, everything in the world was created with, by him and nothing was created without him. The Bible speaks of all of this. And so we have to humble ourselves and first know that there is a God and we need him and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. The Bible says you will find me when you search for me with your whole heart, not partiality, not lukewarm, because he said if you're lukewarm, he spews you out of his mouth. What does lukewarm look like? The hokey pokey Christians. One foot in, the left foot out. The left foot in and you shake it all about. Yeah, hokey pokey, worldly, worldliness. Friends with the world, got to fit in, got to celebrate because they celebrate Halloween. I got to celebrate Halloween. Oh, they say I'm a Libra, so he a cancer. And we, 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 we worship all these things that is an abomination to God. Other religions, and it goes on, it goes on. I'm telling you how to get free today. This is what deliverance is all about. Forsaking yourself, dying to self. So then we got to look at love. Love God and love people. Rooted in love. Everything about God is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God loves the world. He died for the world. So everybody who you lay eyes on matter to God. No matter how you feel about them. No matter how crazy they may be. No matter how they act. We are called to love people. And the Bible says, if you say you love God whom you have not seen, but hate your brother, you, you, you lying to yourself. You have to love people. And if you can't love people, say, Lord, I can't do this without you. 
Give me your eyes to see people the way you see them. Give me your heart to see people the way you see them, to love people the way you love them. You have to ask and show, your, show that there's a need for his presence because we can't forgive, we can't love, we can't do anything without him. That's where the grace of God comes and he helps you to do it. You can't do it within your own strength. You're not perfect. Jesus is. This is why we take on what he did for us. And his blood and his power breaks the power of sin. What is sin? Unforgiveness. We can't love people. We walk in fear. We walk in shame. We walk in grief. All of those are spirits. All of those are things that we need to be free from. But unless we have a revelation of the word of God, and that only comes with spending time in that word, it doesn't come by way of mouth and lip service. You have to put the work in. You have to read that word and you have to commit yourself to prayer and self-discipline. I'm telling you about deliverance. So self-discipline, which brings me to number five, is a lifestyle. What does that look like? Not legalism, not religion. That's not having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. We're not talking about that. We're talking about a disciplined lifestyle, knowing that you have to be consistent in prayer consistent in um, reading your word. What does that look like? And you know what it looks like? However the Holy Spirit leads you to do it. That's what it looks like. You can read your word in the morning. You can read your word at night. You can pray standing up, walk on the floor. You can pray on your knees. It's not about a routine and a ritual. It's about being led by the Spirit of the Lord, not by religion, not by a rituals and routines, praying the same prayer, um, saying the same things, praying at the same time every day. That's not what this is about. We can pray in our cars. We can pray on our way to work. We can pray on our way to a business meeting. We can pray on our way um, to the grocery store. Just allowing the Holy Spirit to flow and move in you. The Bible says, in him I move and live and have my being. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. That means flowing with the Holy Ghost, not being conformed in, and in a, a straitjacket. That's not what we're talking about. So we need self-discipline. So then we're going to go to, and we're going to talk about self-deliverance by way of the Holy Spirit that lives in you. We cannot deliver ourselves, even if deliverance ministers, even deliverance ministers is only delivering by way of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again because a lot of people think it's the person. It's not the person. We all have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He's the deliverer. He's the revealer of secrets. He's the interpreter of dreams. He's the giver of dreams. It's all about Jesus. It's not about the person. The person don't have the power. The person can't fight flies out their face without the power of the Holy Ghost. So I just want to make that clear. It has nothing to do with us, but it has everything to do with Jesus. So that's that's who's who who does the deliverance, right? So um, where am I going? Deliverance is the children's bread. It's your inheritance according to the promise. It's not by works or good behavior. It's by his mercy and grace. You can't earn this. I'm going to say that again. You can't earn it. You're not good enough. If you were good enough, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. We'll never be good enough. We'll never measure up. The Bible says even our righteous acts are as filthy rags. So it's about his power, his glory, and it's about Jesus. Period. So then um, we know that 
The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So we get, we still talking about deliverance. I'm telling you, because a lot of times we don't get deliverance because we have all of these other things happening. We won't get rid of uh, artifacts and demonic pictures and demonic things in our home. We're burning sage. We're, we're, we're worshiping horoscopes. We're worshiping uh, presidents and we're worshiping dogs and animals. We put uh, the value of an animal, animal above a human being. All of these things are nuts. It's crazy. And the enemy have us so caught up and distracted with things that don't even matter. It's craziness. But I'm here to set the record straight and to tell you that you can be free indeed if you humble yourself and just come to God and he will deliver you right there where you are in the privacy of your own home. I've gotten so much deliverance like this. You have no idea. I've been to deliverance conferences. I've been to deliverance training. I've done it all. But the most deliverance I've ever gotten was in the privacy of my own home, on my knees, snotting and crying, and God breaking the power of sin from over my life. And when I come up, I don't even have a desire for it anymore. That means something has been lifted off of me. I didn't do it on my own. The power of God has hit me to the point where he has broken that bondage off of me with just me and him. And I'm going to tell you, I do it often because I'm not perfect, because I'm human, and because I live in this bodysuit, the flesh. We have to take self-examination on a consistent basis. And we have to know that when we do things that are not of God, we have to humble ourselves and repent, and God has to break that power of sin. And some things he's broken that I don't even have a desire to do anymore, ever, anymore. And that's where you know you are truly free indeed. So when you are praying for healing and deliverance, it's very powerful when you do that even with fasting. So if you've been in bondage for, for perversion, lust, smoking, addictions of any kind, any type of addiction, addictions, fasting coupled with prayer breaks that. And that's huge. Also, when you are praying, there are some things that I just want to uh, actually mention that's helpful. So like, what does this look like? What does self-deliverance look like? It just simply means praying to God, repenting for your sins, renouncing the enemy, renouncing um, the stuff that you did, the stuff from your ancestors, um, the stuff off of your bloodline renouncing altars, renouncing agreements of any kind that you have come in to with the enemy, any type of agreement where I have came in agreement with my eyes through movies, through my ears, through gossip, through my mouth, through word curses I've spoken over people, come out of agreement with the enemy. So renounce the altars of any kind you have with the enemy, soul ties where you slept with people and you weren't married to them. Break the ungodly soul ties because those spirits are still operating in you that was in them. Ungodly soul ties. Renounce it. Reject it. Repent. Everything I'm saying is exactly what you do. Um, all the covenants, the, uh, the fraternities, the Freemasonry, reject it and renounce it and cast it out in the name of Jesus. Come out of agreement with the enemy and come into alignment with the kingdom of God. And God, the Holy Spirit, will do it. He will do it. He is faithful like that. Nobody is a respecter of persons. God doesn't show favoritism. The Bible says it. It's for all who come. Whosoever will, he says, let them come. And he will do it. Why? Because he doesn't want you in bondage. 
He loves you with a perfect love. But until you know you are loved perfectly, you can't really walk in that freedom. You have to know he got you. You got to know that. Um, cast out whatever the Holy Spirit brings to your mind. The Holy Spirit will bring things to your remembrance while you're praying. Whatever it sounds like. I don't care how small it seems and how big it seems. Speak it out. Pray it away. Reject it and renounce it. And last but not least, this book, The Deliverance Manual by Apostle John Eckhart, is amazing. Get it on Amazon. It's amazing. He wanted me to mention one thing out of this book. And he wanted me to mention um, what to expect when you're receiving your deliverance. So when you're receiving deliverance, what you can expect is oppressive force disappears where you felt bound or you felt heavy or you felt like you couldn't get free from a certain thing, it now lifts off of you. The heaviness lifts, the uneasiness goes away, and the burden or the load lightens. This is an inner sense of liberty and freedom and divine sanctification or contentment. The joy of the Lord comes and you are able to rejoice. And then he also says that how to maintain your deliverance. You maintain your deliverance through self-control. That is the main key to maintaining your deliverance. This is what Apostle Eckhart uh, wrote in his book. You must become vigilant in identifying and eradicating the areas of your life that were out of control. Do not go back to a lifestyle where you are easily carried away, disorderly, out of hand, rebellious, uncontrollable, ungovernable, unimaginable, unruly, or undisciplined. The Holy Spirit is your compass and magnifying glass in this area. An undisciplined lifestyle will bring you right back into bondage. There is no lasting deliverance and freedom without discipline. Whoever has no rule, the Bible says in Proverbs 25 and 28, and I'm going to close with this. Whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. So that is the word of the Lord for today, guys. I pray that if you are struggling in any areas, I pray that God will begin to free you. I pray in the name of Jesus that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that has risen up against you will be dismissed as a liar because every word curse, I break it and I bind it from over you right now in the name of Jesus. We bind every word curse that you have spoken over yourself. Every negative word, the Bible says in Philippians 4, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely and whatever things are of a good report, if there be anything praiseworthy, think on those things. God does not condemn you. If it's con condemning, it's of the devil. You have to begin to cast down those negative thoughts. God doesn't tell you bad things about people. He doesn't talk negatively about people. He'll give you insight into their spirit and to let you know what you're dealing with, but he doesn't talk nasty about people. They didn't invite me to this. They didn't take me over here. They didn't let me go here. They didn't include me in this. Those are spirits, and you need to recognize when the enemy is talking to you and when God is talking to you and when you're talking to yourself. <laughs> so that is the word of the Lord for today. And then the next... um video I'll be coming um, shortly talking about the Esther anointing. Um, but this is deliverance for today, guys. And it's really simple, but God just needs a yes. And he needs a disciplined lifestyle. And so that you can stay free once you receive your deliverance. You're not doing the work. It's the Holy Spirit. He just needs a yes. Just like you can hear the devil when you're doing things you're not supposed to be doing, you can hear God.
And until the next time, like, comment, share, and subscribe. Give me a thumbs up, and I will see you in the next video. Bye, loves.